Before we start the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for all the listeners. We've increased listeners every week. We're really getting to a strong standpoint. I want to increase the level of content for you guys that are listening diligently and subscribing. Make sure if you're not subscribed, download five star. Uh, the podcast. I want to keep giving you guys great content. I'm going to be investing more time and effort as, as well. I already have, but I want to keep increase this um, for the listeners. So I'm getting you know better audio quality, starting with a mic, um, increasing the awesome guests that we have come on, increasing the concepts, and please send in more questions or things that you want to have discussed. I'm always willing to do that. But again, thank you all for listening. It's been great doing this. We're going to continue to do this. All right, and I thank you guys all for for stay tuning in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Alana Soporu, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group. Today, we are talking market recap. We're going to discuss the market, what's been going on last week. We're also going to talk about a company update, Vroomi, which is an interesting company that's backed by Bill Gates. Uh, we will also discuss our finance roundtable talking credit cards, um, and I, this is something I haven't touched on before, so I want to touch on credit cards, how to best utilize them, um, how to stay you know, ahead in the credit card game. And finally, we have an interview with Fernanda Fells, who will touch on a lot of things. She is a business and coach, um, and she's going to touch a lot of things uh, in that interview. So let's get started. First and foremost, the markets had ripped higher prior to this recording, so today, uh, which is Thursday, uh, June 11th, we had a big red day, kind of a bloodbath in the market, broader market. Prior to that, we were ripping higher. You were seeing companies that had announced bankruptcy, uh, Hertz being one of them that was, you know, having double digit, triple digit, um, you know, a few days of increase. So it's kind of been a weird market. I think uh, there was a lot of euphoria with the opening back up of the economy. Um, and we had a lot of, you know, euphoria from that and so the markets rode that higher and I think it's taking a breather so today we took a breather um, and that's interesting I think you know for people that I manage their portfolios with we're in a strong position uh, for the long term so I think this is a very very interesting thing to watch you saw the Nasdaq prior to today had crossed 10k for the first time which is you know again tech stocks performing really strong that's something that's you know tech stocks and are the big tech juggernauts have held up really well over this time period. So that's um, something to that I've noticed um, when it comes to the market. Overall economic news, um, I guess, you know, the government's telling us that we're officially in recession. If you didn't know before, we are officially in recession uh, with, you know, from February to April, there was 3.3 million business owners shutting their doors. Um, that's kind of crazy. Over three times more businesses were lost in these three months than during the Great Recession, uh, the 2008-2009 uh, Great Recession. So again, not great. People need liquidity. Um, and when you shut down the doors, people aren't able to you know, do transactions. And that just hurts small businesses who already went on thin margins. If you think about restaurant businesses, stores, and retailers, their margins are super thin. So um, it's unfortunate uh, for a lot of those businesses. As we mentioned, Hertz um, in our market recap company that announced bankruptcy and some some traders have been you know pouring in and again this is not a, an endorsement to trade in Hertz I don't even I'm not holding that company um, but it looks like you know it had a couple big runs after announcing bankruptcy which is odd um, for a company and we saw that Warren Buffett let go of all his rental car companies you know 
at the bottom. He, he, he sold his shares, you know, at the bottom. And a lot of, you know, it seemed like retail traders got into it and pumped it for a bit and then, it, and then dropped it. It's been dropping um, since a, a little bit, a few days of, you know, rising upwards. So something interesting to watch um, on that front. Now for a company update. I was, you know, looking and searching for a company to talk about. And there was interesting something caught my eye, which is Vroomi, which is, um, Vroomi is kind of an online, um, you know, largest, it's really an online company, a private investment vehicle for, you know, people to buy and sell, you know, used cars. Um, it's a used car seller. Um, so Vroom is a used car seller, which is backed by Bill Gates. So Bill Gates Private Investment Vehicle is one of the largest shareholders in Vroom, a tech-fueled online used car seller. It went public. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. As you watch the landscape of, you know, people doing things more online, you know, this is a company that I think will be interesting. I'm, I'm just from a standpoint of like watching uh, interest, uh, something to you know keep my keep everyone's eyes on. And there's also um, Nikola Motors, which is kind of the main Tesla competitor, um, and they actually haven't even sold anything. I'm not even sure if they produced anything yet, um, but they you know they're running off a little bit of different technology than what Tesla runs. They're looking to do you know semi-trucks and different things. Um, and so that's you know, a little bit of competition for Elon Musk um, with Nikola Motors. So that's something to also watch out for in our company update. Now our finance roundtable discussing credit cards. And this is interesting because I think everyone has one or two credit cards, uh, but there's no like laid out plan that's like a solid golden rule on how to use them really. Um, so I want to kind of give my best tips and practices on how to use credit cards, um, how to make sure that you are staying afloat in this credit card game because it's this tricky, tricky thing to get into. Um, I think everyone has had consumer debt at some point if that currently. Um, but I guess the first thing is, you know, why, you know, managing your credit card is important because of your credit score. So your credit score is something that like a lot of people are obsessed with because your credit score allows you to get lower interest rates when you're making those big purchases, whether it's a car or, you know, a house. Um, and so your credit score is something that's heavily leaned on and everyone has a credit score. And what is your credit score made up of? A lot of people don't know, but it's 35% payment history. So 35% your payment history, meaning never missing payments, not letting things go to collection, paying on time. That's your payment history. It's 30% the amount you owe. So you want to keep your balance, you know, not relative, it shouldn't be too high. You want to keep it relatively low or just pay it off right away. Like that's the best case scenario. But you want to keep your balance relatively low so that you have, you show that you have leeway in your credit, um, kind of your credit line. 15% length of history. So that's just something that's experience or time. So if you're younger, you've just got a credit card, you're not going to show a very long length of having a credit card. So that's obviously going to count against you. But if you open up a credit card, you know, as soon as you can, can and be able to pay things off right away and not use it for expenses that you really can't pay in cash, then you can build up a credit history. So that's a good thing to have. Um, the next 10% is new credit amount. So new credit amount of loans. So if you have a lot, if you're building up a lot of credit or you're always getting new credit cards, that might be an adverse thing. And then finally, last 10% is types of credit inquiry. So who is inquiring your credit report? That's important. That's something that they look at too. So all those items make up your credit score, uh, which is obviously adjacent to your credit report, which will show any anything in detail about you know your credit history. Uh, so those are you know things to keep in mind when you have a credit card. Is your credit score is dependent on 
those items. So anytime you, you loan or you borrow, you, you pay something on credit, that credit score, keep in mind what it's comprised of. And I guess tips for credit card. I want to give four tips, simple tips to use when you're thinking about, you know, if you have a credit card or you're thinking about getting one or, you know, managing your credit. Obviously, you want to pay down debts if you have um, high balances that you have, you let rack up. That's first and foremost. So that's obviously the first and foremost. So the first tip is pay off regularly. If you have a credit card, you should be only, you know, using it, you know, unless extenuating circumstances, you should only be using it for to really get the points, to be honest. Like you should be using it with cash that you already, you could have paid the for the item in cash. So you could pay a bill um, with the credit card just to get the points and then pay it off right away or two weeks later or whatever in cash, knowing that you fully were able to pay for the item in cash, but you, but you chose to use the credit card. The next tip will to get fees waived. So if you ever have um, an accidental fee or maybe a yearly fee or a late fee, call the credit card company and see if they'll, they'll work with you. Most of the time, they will. They want to. It's a competitive game when it comes to the credit card or banking, so they will try to work with you. And You should try to take advantage of having those calls or conversations with them as much as you can. So reach out to them if you have ever any fees or any issues with your credit card. Third would be negotiate a lower APR. This one was kind of new to me. Um, yeah, I guess if you have good credit, again, you have to have good credit um, you have to be someone that's relatively good standing with the amount of credit owed and maybe a lower balance, but you can negotiate a lower APR if you're a good standing customer. Um, and that's, you know, something you can have a conversation with them about, Hey, I've been a good standing customer. I'd like to have a lower annual percentage rate, uh, meaning your interest rate on your credit card. So that's something that could save you a little bit, um, as well. Next, keep your main cards open. And we talked about the credit history. So if you're not even using it, if you're paying off the balance right away, it's okay to keep them open and not really rack up any credit on it. If you are able to do that, you can rip them up or whatever, um, hide them, but keep them open for that credit history. That's also could be a good thing. Um, but those are, you know, kind of ways to alleviate um, and get, you know, a strong credit history for, for yourself and to maintain, maintain good standing for yourself. So those are some good tips that I thought um, I would share with you all. Um, next up, we have an interview with Fernanda Fell. And Fernanda is a journalist, a story listener and storyteller, a social media expert, uh, a business expert and coach. Uh, and she, me and, her, her, me and her had a great interview. We just had a good discussion. Someone I work with as a client and someone that is a great, great person. This is actually will be up on YouTube. The interview will be able to view on YouTube for the first time a day or two after the podcast comes out. So if you want to actually watch the interview, you can certainly do that. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy learning from her, and I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. We'll be talking soon. I didn't inform people. Well, Fernanda is um, business strategist, social media coach, storytelling coach, um, business coach uh, from Brazil, which uh, a lot of great things. You can check out her social media. She has a, like, a lot of great content, which I um, I'll often check out. Sometimes I just use translation, which is great because I'm learning. I know you have multiple languages that you speak, which is great. But you're speaking to a wide, uh, worldwide audience. Yeah, tell us about what you do. I know you do a lot of different things, but I'd love to hear more about what all those different things are. Yes. So uh, my background is on journalism. Back in Brazil, I studied uh, journalism and social social communications, and then um, when I came to the U.S., I started studying marketing. 
And, but my love, what I love doing is telling stories, but mainly listening to good stories. And uh, during my career, I heard like so many wonderful women sharing their thoughts and sharing their, their ideas and their projects. And, and I realized that sometimes they had like great ideas, but they didn't know how to put it out there in the world mm-hmm. or they, they didn't feel like confident enough to do, to do that. And mainly I feel like when you change your culture, you change your environment, it takes some time to feel uh, confident, to feel empowered and to realize that all your backgrounds still have value. Like yeah. you still something back in your your home country that still have value here you do have to create maybe a new strategy but you have to own your own story to be able to share it with other people I see um, when I look at a woman I see like her story and I try to really work on mindset first Mm. and once we have like this mindset uh, really, uh, we, when I see that this woman feel like empowered again, and she knows that she has something really valuable to share to her audience, mm-hmm. we start working on content creation. Mm. And then content creation, when you talk about social media, is not just going, um, just creating a profile and start posting anything that comes. <laughs> um, the, it has to have a strategy behind it. You have to have a plan where. Where do you want to go? What do you want to create? Which, which type of impact do you want to, to share in the world? Mm-hmm. So I really, I really focus on helping this woman to figure out like what, what is, what is the, the thing, the, the, the special thing in them that they want to share and they want to impact other people. Mm-hmm. Once we have that all set up, once I can feel that we have like this energy and this person is empowered, we start to build a strategy for social media. And then it depends. Sometimes we're going to create like a, so, a whole uh, business strategy because a lot of women are just figuring out what they want to do. Other women, they already have their business. Uh, they just don't really know how to organize their strategy for content creation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we create this whole strategy, really focusing Delano and, and keep in mind that people don't have much time. Yeah. You, uh, and when I talk about social media, a lot of people come and say like, oh, it's just, it takes so much time. I have all other priorities. I have other things to do. You know, I'm a solopreneur. I do it, I, I do it all. So I really know that and I can feel that. I do the same thing. Uh, so I really focus on just like saving time and creating a strategy that you can apply this month and next month and you're going to have like enough time and it's going to be fun. You're going to create yeah. something we're proud of and gonna bring like results for your company no that's that's great yeah i like i kind of uh, a lot of times um complain about it because like you know solopreneur i am um you know posting on the social media catering to my clients business development as well so uh but i do i I love the way you do things like you do like a lot of stories a lot of different things so i guess yeah talk to me about the social media part which i'm really kind of interested in um i guess like you said you create the story you understand the content, you understand the, the niche uh, that you're trying to reach. Um, after that, is there anything else? You know, you post, um, how do you keep people engaged? I guess we could talk about possibly that. Maybe how do you keep people engaged when it comes to that strategy? So in the moment that you create a strategy, you create like a good content that is uh, connected to your audience, your okay. niche, and is connected to your, um, what you want to share with your business. 
uh, we create like different types of content. So, and you have, you have to, if you're just getting started, we have to start testing it. There is no formula. If anyone comes to you and say like, oh no, I know a formula that you're just gonna apply on your social media and that's gonna work. It won't because we all have different type of content. We are all different people trying something different and authenticity is the key for success mm. in this case. So once we have like all your content created, we're gonna start sharing different types of content. Pictures, um, always in high quality. We're gonna share some videos. We're gonna share repost video from, from your references. We're gonna, um, we're gonna create graphics. We're gonna see what your audience like to see. What is their main, um, what, it, what do they like to consume? Sometimes they like to consume just videos and that's fine. And you don't know that until you start asking. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like, oh, I love doing videos, but what, like I, I'm a person who loves sharing videos on my stories but when I consume video on stories on Instagram, I don't listen the audio. I'm always, <laughs> I don't listen. So if you don't put captions on your stories, I won't know it because I won't listen to it. I would just <laughs> read it. But that's me. So people who, and I know a lot of people just me. And I thought my audience was just the same. And I was like, I'm sure they're just like me. They don't like doing it. And then mm -hmm. I asked them. I was like, I should ask, right? So I just put like, just put a, a pool on my stories asking and like more than 70% of people listen with audio, which was mm -hmm. completely different than my own opinion. So we got to start doing a research. You got to start asking people, what do they want to see? What do they want to read? And I mainly recommend to use uh, Instagram stories if you're using Instagram as your main tool, because it's so powerful and you can reach so many people uh, within your, your niche. Yeah. Once you have all, you start like asking questions you know how to, you have like a, a table of content, you have like all your answers and you start to connect them and you start to, to creating and posting it. Once you are posting it, you gotta have at least a list. I, that's the first thing I ask my clients. You have to have a list of 10 references. Mm. You need to know who in your niche are like rocking the world. Who are people who are like 10 steps, you know, in front of you who have done what you want to do who um you know who have like the experience that you want to you have so mm. with people say, oh, do are you asking me to copy them no i'm asking you to have references mm. to, to surround yourself of people who have great content and are doing it right i love that i love that yes and then you have to start connecting and engaging there is no engagement there is no engagement and if you are not engaging so mm. you you know be consuming content you got to be sharing your thoughts on other people's um, content. You gotta be there for your audience, answering questions. You have to be responding to them because once you invite them to read your content, to leave their opinion, you gotta get them, get back to them and give them some answers. So you have to be on the platform uh, for your audience. I'm not saying you have to spend your whole day just answering people on Instagram, but you do have to take 30 minutes of your day to engage with these people, to engage with your audience. Yeah. Once this starts happening it's like it's very organic people will start reaching out you're going to start having more ideas to create content because once you're talking to them you're going to have like so many new ideas of what do they really need yes and then that that's a wonderful point like i like to list the references because um it helps you you know we can always learn from other people so it helps you create the ability the ecosystem to learn from people and sometimes i struggle with like thinking of things to post and thinking of things to actually put out there so that's very that's a very good point. And then as far as yourself, I know you 
in the past have done a lot of, um, you know, series where you're coaching people and brought on clientele for that. Are you currently doing that? What's next when it comes to, you know, what Fernanda is doing as far as coaching people and, and bringing on clients to help them through those, uh, those type of uh, strategies? Mm -hmm. So right now, since we are in the middle of a pandemic, um, I have uh, some spots open for doing some mentoring, some consulting, uh, mainly like cheap. a lot of people are having these ideas, are seeing that the business world is changing and they have to come up with new strategies. Um, and at the same time, a lot of people feel stuck and just uh, really because it is upsetting moment really don't have like any new ideas a lot of people have a bunch of new ideas of new business that you can just you know help other people out yeah. during the time and def that definitely will be very useful after pandemic because we have to think in a new world after this moment yeah. and you gotta get ready we gotta you know use this time to first of all uh take care of ourselves and others so uh, I'm not saying that you have to be creative or anything, but I'm saying is if there is any ideas that is coming up, you should take notes of it and think how you can use it after all this moment. So I'm doing mm. some for people who are having ideas and they don't know how to get started. What are the first steps? So helping them to organize um, this first moment. Uh, I'm also really focused on just creating a lot of content to help a small business to go through this pandemic. Uh, mm. Because a lot of people just started looking at social media and Instagram mainly uh, just now. Yeah, yeah. Because right? things shut down, right? Because everyone told them, like, like the, the social media traffic, I'm sure, picked up. And people are like, oh, I have to actually use social media e-commerce because now I can't go to my physical location. So you can probably speak to why people have started to gravitate towards Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, everything. Yes, exactly. So this is a new new place for a lot of people. So I'm really doing like creating some content uh, with really basic steps. How mm. steps, how to get started on Instagram? Just to have that. a professional profile there. What should you start posting? And like really fast, mainly with less strategy than is required, but mm -hmm. is what the moment is asking right now. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's really like first steps, how to get it started, how to reach your audience, how to start connecting with people and really start like selling online because a lot of people, they, they have the ability, they have, I usually work with um, online businesses, but right now I'm really focusing on a lot of small business who have like their, their store just to help them because they have this place, but can't, they can still like sell online. Mm. I'm just helping them have this vision of bringing everything they have and putting online and start like having some income. I love that. I love that. That's a great strategy. I'm going to, you know, once you have on one purchase and promote, cause that sounds like a great thing that people could use. Um, I love that. Shifting gears though, real quickly. Um, I know you mentioned being a journalist and I saw you post a long time ago about one of the stories that you were doing. Uh, you talked to the people on a fun kind of question, what your, maybe your favorite journalistic story uh, that you were a part of and investigated or, or broadcasted when you were doing journalism? Uh, maybe one of your favorite stories that you remember? Um, I think I, 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 sh I did a documentary back in Brazil mm. about uh, the Perry years, mm. and, uh, which was like 50 years in Brazil. And I had a chance to meet people who were living through that moment who um who are abused and uh 
um, were just like sharing their story, going to the place where everything happened, to the jails where they, they were. And um, I met like a woman who gone through really hard, uh, like really bad things happened to her during the moment. And while she was sharing her story, there was no tears on her eyes. She wow. was, uh, so she was just like, she had control, you know, like she could tell this story with no tears on her eyes and it was so hard to hear it. Mm. But I, just could, I could see like how pleased she was because once she was a survivor, uh, second, I cannot say that she forgave the people who did what did to her, but she was just so in peace that um, uh, everything that happened had a reason and she was much stronger right now and she was sharing her story to prevent that everything that happened to her happen again. Mm. So I just could see so much power in that woman. Mm. Um, I could see so much um, the willingness of sharing something so painful, but at the same time, she felt like so strong. Yeah. So, and I think that's something, the, this resilience of uh, these people who have like gone through so much, they, you know, they suffer during their life. They have like crazy stories that we don't know because sometimes we don't take the time to listen to it. We are mm -hmm. always like listening, expecting to give an answer back. And when you sit down and you listen to their stories of, empowerment of survival or um you know just like their real deep inside the stories and see how powerful they, they came from it and how um how much they are willing to share it just because they think it's important to keep their stories alive mm. to prevent that it will happen again wow. so that was like an intense period uh, because it was so many interviews but the impact that those stories uh, brought to the, the society was like so uh, fulfilling for me because, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that you got to talk about and it's so hard to talk about, but we just need it. We, we need to bring, we need to keep those memories alive to mm -hmm. prevent it from happening again. Yes, that, that's a wonderful story. And I'm glad to see that you were able to, you know, document that and share the story, you know, broadcast it for a lot of people to really learn from that. Um, Finally, I want people to know where to reach you. Obviously, I follow you on social media. You have great content. If you want to reach out to you, work with you, you know, connect with you, how would they be able to do that? Mm -hmm. um, for me, main thing, since I work with Instagram, it's just go uh, on Instagram and look for Fernanda.fell, F-E-L-L. Mm -hmm. um, I answer always, uh, and I have like my content, I'm starting, Dylan, I'm starting. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love uh, it. Just getting it's a lot of work, as you probably know. Just, you know, think everything in English and then translate Portuguese or other way around. Uh, exactly. But I'm like, I'm focusing on that right now. So I'm creating like all my posts right now, the last week or two, they all have translations on it. Wow. That's so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can just go to. Uh, to my Instagram, fernanda.fell, and if there are any Brazilians listen to us, you can just go to my website, which is fernandafell.com. Love it. Thank you, Fernanda. This is wonderful. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.